dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and it is Friday, grand final, public holiday, grand final eve. And Source, I wasn't sure that we were actually going to be recording this week because uh, you've taken off this week without telling anyone. A bit nervous about the big dance tomorrow. A little bit nervous. I've uh, gone out and uh, taken the week away to prepare and <laughs> to, you know, prepare. To, to prepare for it. It's a nerve-wracking uh, week in the, the Source household. Uh, a lot of uh, very, very anxious people. Mum and uh, sister went down to the, the grand final uh, float today. Um, <laughs> the float. <laughs> the float on the era. Um, but the grand final week prepares, as you know, is uh, it's a remarkable thing at the best of times. When your team's in it, it's so good, you know. You, you it's pick different. Up, you, you pick up the paper. You're reading all the articles. There's so much stuff going on. You get to learn, dig, dig deeper into a lot of the, the AFL stories coming out. Um, it's a great week, but as it gets further and further onto the week, you get a little bit restless. You know, I'm going to the game tomorrow. Um, you know, got to get there at like eight thirty in the morning to <laughs> to get a park with uh mum and the sister. They uh, like to get there nice and early, but it's uh, the nerves start coming in tomorrow. It, it'll be it'll be tough. It'll yeah. be great, but it'll be tough. Oh, it, it is great. And what, what you hope for as a, a non-fan uh, of either club, a non-supporting uh, AFL fan, is you hope for a great contest and, and a hard contest. And uh, you, you kind of want the best team to win, but you know, depending where your money's at, Source, that's where you, you kind of want that to happen. But um, uh, we are a betting podcast, as you know, and a little bit of uh, grand final betting advice. I'll, I'll get your thoughts as well, but... My advice, especially being a you know, Victoria against Victorian clubs, if my club's not in it, is to to bet lightly on Grand Final Day, and it, it is about either you know being with family or catching up with mates and uh, just having a really good time. So don't let a a, a big bet uh, get in the way of that. And it's interesting you say that because a lot of the time when you're looking at a game and you're you're looking to put some bets down, you're analysing for trends, you're analysing for you know um, things that you think you can um, get get a little bit of an insight over the the bookies for. But grand final day, there's also a lot of emotion attached to it. There's two teams left, you know, obviously being Geelong supporter and going in there automatically if I wasn't a betting man anyway, you're looking to, to bet on Geelong. If you're a Sydney person, you're like, oh, well, Sydney, Sydney, you know, there's a lot that play into it. So for me, grand final day, I'm not, you're not betting on the markets in terms of the, the winners and losers and the lines. You're looking for a lot of the disposal things. You're looking at trends in grand finals and how grand final football has been played. You're looking at the weather conditions and you're looking at the matchups, which have been flogged this week <laughs> in terms of the preview and how each team wins. And that's, that's how you bet grand final day if you are having a punt. Yeah, and you, you can stay away totally if you really want to and that's it. Or you might have uh, been listening to the Behind the Boundary during the year. You're up a, a shit ton of units and you just want to <laughs> have a little bit of a flutter and see if you can't enjoy your, your evening a little bit more. Enjoy the evening, uh, especially if you've been following uh, Pez and I all season, you'd be up about 100 and something units. So you would be living life uh, nice to have a couple extra purchases. I just went to uh, Pez's new new bathroom that she's, uh, he's put in there. Yeah. And, uh, his kitchen's <laughs> seems in the kitchen. <laughs> seems to be something every week with the... Uh, the All the winnings. In. Uh, that'd be the the rest of the house done after that as well, Source. Uh, after that bathroom's nice and complete, uh, maybe after next week. I noticed you did some clearing outside. There's a nice big uh, pergola coming, is there? A big pergola coming? 
Well, there's a nice, uh, a nice, nice clear area with the big backyard, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll clear that up and uh, see what we put there. Maybe a, a mini MCG or something. Oh, mini MCG. <laughs> not not if uh, not if the trends for the finals have been uh, the way you've betted and going against the uh, um, going against the Victorian sides because. Uh, I think Geelong's got this one. Yeah, well, <laughs> and we, we will get into it with our, our world-famous bet slip a little bit later, Sauce. Uh, but just on Grand Final Week, and you have mentioned it a little bit, there is a lot of emotion. And the, the emotion, uh, the, I guess the journalists get a little bit sidetracked because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get clicks or they're trying to get people to uh, traffic to their website or to their Twitter, wherever they're uh, going out there because they want to be noticed. They want to be noticed in grand final. If they get a really big story, they'll get a lot of followers for the next AFL season. And uh, I've noticed a lot of people writing articles about Joel Selwood and kind of uh, retiring uh, Joel Selwood before we've heard from Joel Selwood, which is a little bit strange to me. Now they do this every year with, uh, with those aging players and they oh, the fairy tale finish. Wouldn't it be nice for him to, you know, to to hang up the boots after a premiership? I even saw an article this week where they had Joel Selwood. And Dangerfield, both retiring, if, if uh, they bring home the chocolates. I'll oh, get Hawkins, he's gone. Yeah, just Gary yeah, Rowan, see you later, Mitch Duncan. They're all retired. They're all retiring. The only one that should is... Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it's not. we're not going to put someone's career down there. But exactly right. It's it's terrible because you are right. They're, they're looking for clickbait. They're looking for stories. And some of the, some great stories out there are enough that you don't need to go and retire players and allow the players <laughs> to at least do their, their bit and speak. There's some great stories out there. You look at the McCartan boys and, you know, your mates uh, after all these concussions and injuries and he's, he's been playing in a flag. You look at Tom Hickey, three clubs. Four. Four clubs, <laughs> four clubs. Jesus, you know, who would have thought he's going to be a you know premier ruckman uh, tomorrow in the grand final? You look on the other side. You got uh, Stengel delisted to all Australian to grand final berth. Got Gary Rowan playing in his fourth grand final, hoping to to get his first premiership. There's so many good stories that you don't need to retire players um, or, or focus on you know the the, the downsides of an AFL grand final. No, nah, and the upside uh, with the Joel Selwood thing, I did read a, a positive article about him is. He's going to take uh, Gary Ablett Jr.'s son out onto the ground Levi, on yeah. grand final day, which is uh, absolutely heartwarming and uh, a great thing to see. And you, you'd love to see it uh, throughout the year. You, you do see it sometimes. I think Collingwood are a really good club at uh, getting involved with uh, young supporters, uh, whether it be their own kids, whether it be a supporter with a disability, whatever it is, it's just great to see the kids. It makes their day, makes their year and then they go to school. What do they got to talk about for the rest of the year? Look what I did. I ran out at the MCG with my favourite team. And the family, uh, it doesn't take much for the for the club to do that. And if you've got some, uh, some recruits or whoever is employed at the club to do things like that and just get it happening every week and, and make it really special for a family each, each time you go out. Yeah, it, it's something that I think Geelong do really well, but a lot of the AFL football clubs do it well, is building that community around not only the football club, but all the people involved, all the all the supporters, you know, you know, Geelong's unique in the in the opportunities it has because it, it is uh, its own little country town. So bringing in a lot of those businesses in that, and, and the AFL um, clubs do a great job of doing it. And as you said, highlight for life, not just at school the next day. Like you know, I'd love to run out with it. <laughs> 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 you you would do, Pez. Look a bit strange uh, on the telly, and then oh. we get to come and talk about it on the pod. I wouldn't mind, you know, holding Joel Selwood's uh, <laughs> hand running through the banner. Don't give him a knock on the head or else he might not... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. None, none of that, none of that. Might get out with a bit of concussion. No, but it is it is really good. Now, grand final week leading up, you've got all the footy shows and things like that that we, we speak about. You've got the grand final float, which you, you did mention. <laughs> uh, and the reason for that is it was at the Yarra this year, Sauce, and uh, it 
couple of happy people who got to see some of the players. There were some in cars on the on the footpath thing. It was a little bit different to see, but you know a bit about it because your family went down. Yeah, they went down um, to the Yarra. Apparently, uh, as you said, they they jumped on um, some platoons. The the um, not my mum and my sister, um, the, the AFL players. So they were jumping on. They had separate little boats. That they were sort of going. Um, that was pulling the the, the platoons. Okay. Am yep. I saying that right? Platoons. I have no idea what you're talking about. To be honest, no, no, they were pulling around something, and uh, they would go there, wave a little bit. Uh, but there was a lot of complaints about it. Apparently, uh, a little bit change up. They obviously tried to do it with the COVID safety protocols, um, okay. trying to make sure that people Keep don't away get from the public. Yeah, they don't get sick, and we don't have to be talking about COVID. Um, you know, grand final day while, while someone's not playing. So that's the reason that they changed it up. They went ran, ran up the Yarra, and then apparently they did a U bolt, come back, okay. and uh, then jumped in the cars and went up to, to the MCG. So that's on. Because um, it took since, away a little bit since the public holiday of it. They've had to change it up, like a couple yeah. of years COVID. But when they first introduced the public holiday, if you remember. It wasn't as many people at the uh, the grand final parade because the the people in the offices they weren't working. So on their lunch break they weren't they going down. down. They weren't there, hanging yeah. out the windows or, or at the windows with uh, scarves and things. So they kind of mucked it up a bit, and they're trying to to they're trying to regenerate some interest. And apparently there was two hundred fifty thousand people actually going yeah. into the the city today. Okay. There you go. There's some um, now I don't know if they were actually there to watch. The festivities, but but for the length of the the um the float and the, the drive up the MCG, it allowed a lot more people to be able to be involved, and it wasn't so clustered, and it obviously brings um, business to Melbourne. So you know, once you're in in there, you, you shop around, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they've nailed it yet with the public holiday. Yep. I think they need to add some more festivities around it. But you obviously understand the restrictions that they have, like even just the media um, protocols that they had. Normally they go uh, and, you know, you're up on the stage and they're interviewing and that. They've stopped that. They only had three players that they were allowed to talk to the media, um, you know, and it makes it really tough because they are so worried about having to a player miss out on an opportunity um, because of, of COVID. You, you can't really joke about the illness and things like that. But seriously, if someone was tested positive. I don't know why you'd be testing at this stage if you're a Geelong or Sydney player, but nope. if someone- I wouldn't have been tested for four weeks. <laughs> if someone did test positive, surely you just go out there and play and if other people catch- It's the end of the season, like- Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, you, unless the AFL mandate testing, but I, I wouldn't be testing- it's, it's, you know, when I'll, this sounds oh, I missed, I missed my nose. I went on, <laughs> went on the outside of the nostril. We've all done that, haven't we? I poked ourselves <laughs> in the eye with a COVID test. Uh, but yeah, you, look, you couldn't imagine that's- that would be promoted and openly said, but everyone does it. I'd be shocked if uh, someone missed due to COVID tomorrow, especially with all the all the stuff that's happening. But uh, that will happen. A couple of big events on Grand Final Day, uh, which are becoming fan favourites. We've got the longest kick, which is across uh, the Yarra, usually on Fox Footy. I can't remember where it was last year when it was in WA, but uh, it might have still been at the Yarra, actually, uh, in Melbourne. I, I can't remember for the life of me. And you've got the Grand Final Sprint as well which we were looking at the time before, Source, is actually before the game, and I, I can't remember the year that it changed. It used to be at halftime. It used to be at halftime, yeah. Uh, so it's at 10.30. Uh, 10.30 is the longest kick this year, and uh, as you said, over the era, and 12.30 is the, the grand final sprint. And uh, just so... Have you got any um? You got any horses in the race, Pez? Yeah, you know, you know who's playing in the in the grand final sprint. This was released earlier. earlier. No, no, I haven't had a look. So Sam Berry from Adelaide, Darcy Wilmot from Brisbane, high name player there. Uh, Matthew Cortell, Isaac Quainar, Jake Kelly, Carl Warner, uh, Shannon Neal from Geelong, Marble Chol from uh, Gold Coast, Leek Lear 
from GWS. I shouldn't have read these names out. I don't know why you even <laughs> tried. James Blake Hawthorne, Cade Chandler, Luke McDonald, Miles Bergen. Oh, that's a nice, uh, nice little uh, haircut. Oh, there's a heap one. of them. There's a heap of them. Just how many are there? There's yeah, there's one. Yeah, from, they must be running sp- sp- uh, like a couple of hits. Yeah, a couple of hits. It's, uh, Hugo Ralph Smith's on there. Your boy Bradley Hill. One last uh, one last run around before he leaves St Kilda. Yeah. Uh, Corey Warner, uh, Patrick Nash, and Vandermeer from uh, the Doggies. So okay. uh, a few big profile names in there. Do you want to uh, know, know the odds? Nah. Your, your boy's favourite. Three seventy five. Oh, because he's meant to be pretty quick. He hasn't shown oh. it for a couple of seasons. Hugo Hugo Ralph uh, Smith seven fifty is the outsider in that one. So yeah. If you recognise the, the mullet, if you recognised any of those names, uh, and you uh, seen them on the on the sidelines running or actually on the ground, and you go, "Yep, you reckon he can uh, get that?" Then jump on that. I'd but stay away from Marby Achol. I wouldn't say he's the quickest out of that lot. Oh, I'd say he's quick zero to twenty, but in a hundred meter sprint, I don't think he's got the uh, the tank. Okay, I'd say inside here. These are one of those ones again. When you're talking about betting, you're not really looking at. Uh, there's so many factors in this. Uh, half the time that these blokes don't even really care. No, this it. is this is one where I look at the odds just for a bit of interest, a bit of fun, and then watch the event, but not actually put the uh, the hard earns down on it. So uh, yeah, go from there, and then the longest kick. Who had uh, a couple of entrants? You've got a couple of names. Yeah, James Sicily, uh, Ooh, Fogarty from uh, Darcy, f- Fogarty from Darcy, Darcy Fogarty from Adelaide. He's a, he's a straight kick. Stephen May, Charlie Kerno, Cameron Zerha, the Bull, uh, Sam Draper, Jack Ginnivan, and Chloe Molly. Um, hey, some uh, sorry, and uh, Ali Ali Downey. Sorry, is the two uh, two female AFLW players in there? Some pretty big, uh, some big, big names. names there. Yeah. So that'll create some interest for sure. I'll be switching on the TV tomorrow morning. That'll be uh, absolutely fantastic. Three seventy five favorite James Sicily Fogarty four dollars. Stephen May six fifty. Kerno seven dollars from the the Coleman medalist. There. Well, in, in this one with the longest kick, you kind of have to get a hold of the top. Yeah. And, and the big names like the the Sicilies. If he gets hold of one, it's going seventy plus. And yeah. if he doesn't get hold of one, and he stuffs up a couple of kicks. He's down in the pack with everyone else, so uh, it's anyone's game. Same oh. thing again, same advice again with the with the betting. You got a tip for that one? Uh, as soon as you said Sicily's name, I was like, bang! Like uh, Sicily, with him, the way he can kick, and if he can get hold of one, which I think I've seen him do that in the past on an AFL field. He gets hold of one. I don't say it's going over the Yarra, but it can go 70 to 80 metres. He's not going to have the Tassie, Tassie wind behind him. Oh, that. yeah, that's true. That is true. I uh, didn't think of that, but I don't, I'll, I don't mind I'll stick Z- by it. I don't mind Zerha. Zerha for a sneaky little... Uh, the big quads. The big quads, mate. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a mammoth of a man and uh, can get get a hold... As you said, gets a hold of the torp, you get a hold of it and clear that Yarra. Um, hopefully it's a bit uh, uh, more entertaining than it was a couple of years ago. Remember when they, they, they couldn't get it? <laughs> it basically dribbled into the water. It was horrible. Oh yeah, when they couldn't get a hold of any, that's uh, yeah. that is no good. But you don't want hamstrings to be pulled either, which no, is no. Uh, which is big. Which some of the older guys, the retired players, kind of come yeah. on and pull hamstrings and things like that. Uh, good fun though, good fun. You know, you got that in there. Yeah, as you said, the sprint. You got the normally the grand final breakfast uh, show that they do in the morning. The uh, yep, the North, North Melbourne, Melbourne breakfast. breakfast. They always have on there some, some old grand finals that are going through. I know Fox Footy this week have been playing the twenty to one greatest AFL grand finals. With you know the Collingwood West Coast number one. Uh, number two is a surprise though. What do you got? Is it the doggies? Demons versus doggies. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was that high up, and then of course you've got the Sydney and the West Coast ones, the Leo Barry. You got the the redemption from um, the West Coast team beating Sydney. There's so many great uh, grand finals there, and uh, the toe poke in there as well. All, all you have to have for a great grand final is a, just a, a close, moment. The last couple of minutes have a big moment in there, and then it's 
put down as a, as a great grand final. Uh, even the ones that win by 10 goals, it can be a great grand final by one club, but the other club didn't show up. But it's not going to be in the top 20, is it? No, not at all. Actually, interesting, I was away with a couple of lads watching the, some of the, the highlights of the world, watching the, the 20 best grand finals. One thing that we noticed is earlier on, the, uh, the five-minute warning with the clocks ticking over, so the clicking over, didn't mind it. I think they should bring it back the uh, where you don't know because that Leo Barry one where there's no idea about how long's left is so exciting. Yep. Like it's so good, uh, and it's it's. But I know I know obviously you can't do it anymore with the way that the game is. But I didn't mind it. Yeah, well, it's either all or nothing there because your radio stations have to do it have then to do because it, yeah. no matter what, if you're at the footy oh, at the it. end of the first, second, third, or fourth quarter, there's always someone asking for how long's left. If it's close, or there's always someone who yells it, just out. saying it to really loudly to the yeah. person that's next to them. So I'm a person that will check the clock. I just check the AFL app. I don't have to voice it to anyone. Uh, you do have the people that listen to their headset, and the the ones that get me are the people that sit by themselves, listen to the radio in their ear, and then they just <laughs> go one minute left. Like they haven't said anything all day, yeah, and it's shut like, up, oh, geez, all right. Well, some people might not like that. They might be traditionalists, but you can't control it. So it's got to either got to be all in with that source yeah. with the five minute. I don't mind it, or nothing, and just put the countdown clock at the ground. Yeah, it's, lo- it's either way. I love that. I think that's the way to do it because that's the only time that I ever get close to getting into a fight at the footy <laughs> is when that happens. Some idiot reels out thirty seconds. You're like, mate, I don't want to know. I much prefer watching it and the anticipation of that siren going and, you know, especially when it's a close game. Um, but, like, that's half the excitement of it. Now, I have to, because you spoke about Leo Barry in the 2005 grand final, I have to retell this story and I've told it before on the pod and it's very, very quick. A girl in high school, this was years and years ago, obviously 2005, 2006, she watched the 2005 grand final, was watching the 2006 on the Saturday, came to school uh, after that and said, oh, geez, it's uh, one, one point again to, to Sydney. Watch the replay on Fox Footy, which they played it at the same time in 2006. Genuinely unbelievable oh. that that could happen to someone. And you think that, yeah, that's fine. That's a that's a non-footy person. Yeah. Just watching, put it on Foxtel going, yep, this is a great what a, final. What a stitch up. And that Fox Footy, I don't think they could uh, be putting it on at the same time. But you've you got to have replay or something in big... <laughs> letters or something but that's one of the other the other um radio stations sorry the other um tv stations could do that to sort of draw some viewers in get yeah. some, get some away <laughs> someone accidentally changes the channel and they just leave it on there oh this, this go, one's oh, still on guys let's watch this one especially if the teams play the same team same teams then yeah. you, you well this is the easily. first time first time geelong and sydney have ever played off in a grand final so very exciting south melbourne and the geelong cats and from the swamp 183 days until uh tomorrow until they played last time which was when buddy kicked his thousands goal thousands goal which and, uh, is the round, round two the biggest gap uh, in recorded history as well between uh, playing the team in the season and in the grand final. Well, it's definitely a bunch of unknowns, isn't it? Like both of them have been on uh, big winning streaks since then. Uh, Sydney, obviously, um, a li- little bit less than um, Geelong. I think they're up to 15 and Sydney are coming in about uh, nine, I think it is, with the f- their finals victory. So looking good for, for, for both teams coming in. Yep, well, we got to get there and go. What we do need to do, preliminary final weekend, let's do a quick recap. Official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. Well, there, there wasn't much winning for us uh, last week except for our football teams, Pez. Oh, it was big winning for me. I don't know if you had a proper look at the bet slip there, Sauce. Uh, but we were waiting. Oh, I was so. just going on from your trends the last two donuts. <laughs> you had back-to-back donuts. So. Just my trends? Uh, no, that's fine. Um, we had Geelong versus Brisbane on the Friday night. It was absolute shellacking. Didn't really get to speak about the the match, but as 70 points 
uh, in Geelong's favour. Brisbane didn't really come out firing. They they kind of dominated in that first early five minutes, but Geelong's defence was just way too strong, their, their structure and, and things like that. So I had Brisbane plus 22.5 and, and plus 58.5 in the same multi. So that was uh, no good. The overs got up there, but um, no good there. I also had the uh, from the fans again, Jeremy Cameron from $1.08 up to 2 bucks uh, to kick a goal source. And he didn't kick one until close to the end of the third. Yes, yes. Um, but doubled up the money. Uh, the bloke, uh, Jeremy, is that he got uh, 40 bucks on. And uh, we can only get 10 bucks on, which is yeah, uh, disappointing. Yeah. So I don't know if he gets on early. And then or it if comes in. Or no, if there's no, a, no. I don't know what it is. But uh, 10 bucks to double your money, you can't be unhappy with that. Well, the, the week before it didn't pan out. And it looked like this way, because uh, I was on Buddy Franklin the, the two weeks prior. Yeah, I stayed away from that And one. I'm like, oh, geez, this uh, this could be two weeks in a row that the big forward, or two bets in a row that the big forward hasn't. I had that bet as well, Pez. Um, so that was uh, one of my rare victories uh, for, for the whole round. So we'll talk lots about that one. All right. So I had uh, <laughs> 0.4 units on it, a nice little cheeky 10 on it uh, to double my odds with Jeremy Cameron kicking goal. So very happy with that. Yeah, I had uh, my bonuses that split as well, and um, my Brisbane one, no good. I had Brisbane to win. Uh, Brisbane Lions goal kickers in there. Daniel Rich to get 20-plus, he didn't even get that. So Brisbane couldn't even get the ball in Daniel Rich's hands uh, because of the way that Geelong had actually structured up and, and gone to curtail him and stop him because he was very influential the week before. He definitely was. Got any other bets you want to talk about before I get on to my losers? <laughs> uh, just on, I'm up to the Sydney Collingwood game and then I've got my multi. So. Yep, so I'll, I'll finish off then with the Geelong-Brisbane. Uh, I had a three-league same-game multi, escape with a bonus, Geelong to win, Geelong at the line, uh, plus 12 and a half. Uh, and then uh, I had Isaac Smith to kick a goal. He uh, had, had a couple s- opportunities. Two, two opportunities. Both missed uh, over to, to the right side. Uh, so that was a bit disappointing. But uh, it was good odds for him. I told you he averaged uh, two shots on game and he had two shots on game and uh, couldn't convert <laughs> any. Couldn't so that was a, a bit disappointing. Uh, and Could have had nearly any other Geelong player. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Which is pretty, exactly right. Uh, so it was a bit disappointing that he couldn't have uh, that, but uh, you can't be uh, upset with a, a grand final berth. So I was happy either way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, the, the next game, and... I've got an unpopular opinion here because people are saying that this is one of the greatest preliminary finals ever, but the preliminary final was actually really disappointing for me in the first three quarters because the way Collingwood defended and then the way Sydney defended in that fourth quarter, it just there wasn't that much intensity and it only got really intense because it got really close at the end where Collingwood came back from four goals down. Um, but that's just my little take on it, Source, because I don't think it was a classic it's only been said as a classic and greatest prelim ever just because it's a one-point uh, one. And maybe it's because Collingwood lost by a point and that makes it a really great grand final, uh, great prelim final. <laughs> but I had Sydney 1-39, to Sydney to win and over 134.5. Uh, all got up, not as easy as I thought it was going to be earlier in the day because it was one point and Collingwood had their chances there. And then my cheeky had Sydney 1-39, to Jake Lloyd 20-plus, the over and then the under 163, which didn't happen because in that first and second quarter, there was literally like no no one wanting to play any defense and just, all right, let's get it in there. Let's kick some goals and let's kick high score today. Yeah, it was. I'm actually with you, Pez. It was a very disappointing final um, because it looked like that Collingwood came back and they had this, you know, real harrowing sort of comeback, but... Sydney in that fourth quarter had put the cues in the rack. They were trying to keep themselves maintained for a final. and Maybe too early. And, you know, they, they made the, the call too early against Collingwood, who you, you can't do that. And Sydney being one of the best second-half teams of the of the season, you thought that uh, they were just going to keep pushing on. Um, 
they definitely didn't, uh, and it was a one-point victory, but uh, that, that didn't have any impact on mine. I had a three-leg same-game multi in this one. Chad Warner to kick a goal, Logan McDonald, McDonald to kick a, a goal, and maybe if he kicked a couple more, he'd be in the team. Uh, Will Haywood <sighs> to score two or more goals. So I escaped with a bonus. Will Haywood did not score any no, goals. No, didn't, didn't want to go near it. Didn't go near it at um, all. Another thing, the reason Collingwood came back, and Mason Cox got subbed out. Like... <laughs> I don't know how many times you have to say it and I don't know what his value is. When he wins a hit-out source, he hits it five metres away from anyone. So people are coming in off the pack and having to compete for it again anyway. He offers minimal value and I think any other player on their list could come in and do a better job. And if they had chosen another player on their list to play instead of Mason Cox, I think that they could have won that prelim final and been playing in a grand final this week. But that's just uh, my call there. No, it's fine. You're allowed, you're allowed your opinion, allowed your call. I also had a, uh, a bet on Chad Warner to get more disposals than Crisp, and Crisp absolutely tore it up. Yeah, he kicked the shit out of him, didn't he? he, he absolutely Warner was did. never, never no, in the picture there? No, never at all. Uh, right from that first bounce, even. I thought Sydney were going to get a hold of them, man, but it didn't make a difference. Crisp was all over the place. Yeah, so. he went through the stats last week, but it didn't pan out. Now, my multi, I had a mixed multi, and you know I was all over Geelong, but I just went in the Geelong game, I went over 158. Point five, and there was a bit of uh, speculation with the rain and the weather, but it dried out. It was a clear night, and uh, it got over that. We said we said it was a very low, didn't we? It was very low, low, and the yeah. reason was because of the weather. But the but weather didn't make a difference. Sometimes you can bet against the weather, especially yeah. in Melbourne. Uh, so that that got up there at a dollar eighty eight, and then I added it into under one hundred ninety four point five in the Sydney Collingwood game, and Sydney to win. So all up, that was three dollars something, and I had the two units on it. So helps me have a very very good round. Any other bets you need to speak? Yeah, about? just had my multi, uh, which had Geelong, just the two two favourites in the two lines. Geelong at the line, which they cleared easy, and Sydney at halftime, they were looking real good. Uh, and I was looking for a massive return because I had uh, fifty on this one uh, as a bonus bet. It would have been a return of one hundred and fifty. Minus 17 and a half. So that last quarter Ooh, yeah, really, yep. really let me down. So You're looking uh, good real disappointing. early. I looked really good early. Uh, but either way, that's the way betting is sometimes. Let's talk about the, the season stats. Yep. So uh, I put out 5.4 units uh, that I risked in the prelim final weekend. Returned 11.94 units for a profit of 6.54, which puts me up in the, in the final series now, Source. So year to date, 225.6 <laughs> units staked, 308.1 units returned for a profit for the entire AFL 2022 season of 82.5 units. Which is unheard of and remarkable. And, and it's even what I'm about to talk about mine is pretty ridiculous. But 82.5 units across 27 rounds of football, that, oh, well, that, that's sure. remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, look at you sitting there. <laughs> Jeez, fig jam. All right, I've staked uh, for, for the prelim 4.4 units, returned just the 0.8 units, so disappointing. Minus three uh, and uh, half units lost. Staked for the season 205.64, returned 243.39, a massive profit loss of 37.75 units. Uh, a total between us pairs is, what's that, 119? Absolutely smashing it. Yeah, even try 120. 129, yeah. That's beautiful. 120, that's great. Um, So... This is, this is where you get it. But remember my advice earlier for the betting on grand final and just uh, enjoy yourself. But here comes our bet slips. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said...
exciting stuff. Grand finals are always special, but uh, Pez will take you through the specials for the betting rounds. Sinu takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, just what I do need is is your assistance for a couple of them there, Sauce. <laughs> but uh, sports bet, AFL Grand Final, three-plus leg, same game, multi. It loses 50 bonus back, pretty standard. Same over at Tab, but if you want five-plus legs, you can have two fail. And if you want to get cheeky and go seven-plus legs, you can have up to three legs fail and still get a bonus back. Uh, Grand Final at Lads, they've got the same game multi, and you can also get the $2 lines and include them in your same game multi for a bit of value as well. Over to Ned's. They're really flogging this. Geelong versus Sydney, early payout up 20-plus at halftime. I'd be interested in the, on the stats of when that actually paid out but would have lost because I don't think it would have happened too many times uh, during the season if you're up 20 at halftime and then end up losing the match. Uh, they've got the same game multi as well. They've got the $2 lines because they're the same company. And then Bet365, they've got the 32-up special. They've got the uh, the bonus but you can't really multi a lot of things up so it's it's pretty hard to do unless you go across codes uh and, and that's about it moneyball i can't see uh moneyball have a few specials and uh, if you're if you're this is a good time to get in on a lot of betting companies because they do have big grand final specials but make sure you do your research with it because it's not always good odds so this one you got some player head-to-head disposals you've got uh, dangerfield versus lloyd two bucks either way and no uh, dangerfield versus lloyd yep jake lloyd yep Oh, I'm on that. Yeah, Jake Jake Lloyd. No, you know, he's even got specials. But like Jake, get, Jake Lloyd would be uh, the one to, to win that one, you'd say. Get the alternate account out. I'm putting that one on. Yeah, we've got uh, Guthrie versus Parker, which is probably a bit more of a fairer, That's fair. fairer one. So that one's a, a, a bit of a 50 50. Uh, you've got Joel Selwood, more disposals than Chad Warner. Oh, yeah, see, so this that, is... That, that's, a, that's a more sneaky one. But that first one's the lure. And then you've got... Um, oh, that was a repeat. And they've also got an AFL Grand Final Cats vs. Swans Norm Smith medal bundle. So $25 and you can have Cameron, Stewart, Mills or Parker to win the Norm. So oh, I'll, so I'll, from both sides. Doesn't matter who sides, wins, yeah. you can... So probably, it. which is, which is okay, but like the the favourite for for the norm from Geelong is is Dangerfield. So you haven't even got the favourite in there, and you can get three bucks on that. So it's not great odds. You think one of those blokes has got a shot? You better uh, you better actually putting down an individual what's, bet. What's your um question without notice? But Dangerfield's performance last week, he he kicked the two goals early from one off a set shot, which he doesn't usually do from 50, 55, yep. and then one from a standing start from fifty fifty one out. He, when the game was there to be won, he was the best player for Geelong. Easily. Does he win the equivalent of the Norm Smith medal in the prelim final because well, of that? Last week. But because he didn't go on with it. No, he didn't. So I mean, he still had 28 touches, two goals, two behinds. Like He had a pretty big game, but you are right. When the game was there to be won, he took it and he won that game, put Geelong on his back. But I mean, it's, it's hard to say in a 60-point game. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, do you put more value into when the game was there to be won and who actually was there in the grunts of things? Um, so for me, for me, in the last week, if we had to name a Norm Smith in that, Hawkins wins the Norm Smith because Hawkins was huge. He kicked a goal in almost every quarter. Had four four goals, three absolutely tore up that Brisbane um, that Brisbane forward uh, defense. Well, that forward, Geelong forward line. Yeah, so for me, Harris Andrews didn't have a good day. No, I did not. Um, yeah, interesting, but that's what the um, the voters will have to think about uh, some other, this week anyway. Some other specials that we, we, we could mention as well, Pez. Uh, Mintbet. Mintbet have um, a few good little specials going. They've got the Norm Smith middle special where you can pick either a Geelong team or a Geelong player or a Sydney player. So if you do the Geelong, four bucks. Dangerfield, Cameron, Guthrie, DeConing. So that, that's a better a better bet than the $3 one for... So you're teams. betting on... 
Geelong to win. Geelong like to win. Because yep. it's you, rare that a losing player will win is, the Norm Smith. Uh, or you go the other side, Mills, Parker, Heaney and Warner, four bucks. So that's not a little bad one from uh, Mintbet. They've also got the first snag special. Super, now they call it a super sextet. And I don't really know what that means. A sextent? A sex, not a is that sex, what you said? Not a sextet. <laughs> <laughs> a sextet. Sextet? Six step, six like six six players. I think it's what six players. That's what it means. I don't know why they've. they've I don't put know why you said sex ten. <laughs> well, I'll be. You find me in the sex ten if they. Yeah, you'll if, be if Geelong, if Geelong win, mate. You'll be pitching a tent tomorrow in the MCG if Geelong win. I definitely will. Uh, for this one, you get six players: Cameron Hawkins, Stengel, Franklin, Heaney, or Papley to kick the first goal. They're all going to be in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine them in a tent. Buddy Franklin eat them alive. Jeez. <laughs> That's that's unbelievable. But Buddy Franklin's used to being uh, enclosed in uh, a bit of uh, bit of stuff going on. Well, he had uh, tens of thousands of people around him when he kicked his thousandth goal source. He could, he could have used a tent that, that night. He could have. He could selfish. He should have waited until grand final. Oh, day. imagine that! Oh, imagine his thousand goal at a grand final. Oh, <laughs> oh, we need two tents. That that would be that would be so good. The, the last one I can remember is two thousand four prelim, St Kilda versus Port Adelaide over. Adelaide Oval, yeah, Fraser yeah. Gary kicked his 100th goal. <laughs> St Kilda were up and about. It actually stopped the momentum and swing the other way with the, the stoppage of the game. It didn't, so it didn't help that St Kilda were playing. That that's probably didn't help the result. Well, it didn't help uh, <laughs> anything. Thanks for that. I have to get away to mention him, don't we I? You have to give away to mention him, isn't it? So, hey, I've done really well so far not talking about Geelong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two teams to talk about. All right, let's get into uh, the, where the money's made, Pez. We, we'll tell you not only our bets, but how you can make some money on grand final day in our bet slip. Well, here it is. Uh, intro's, <laughs> intro's already been already been done. And uh, only a couple of bets. And as I said, as I said, uh, don't go overboard for grand final day. If you do think you've got an edge of something and you, you think that's value, you know, go for your life. But uh, my advice, if you're just a casual punter and you just you, you don't really know what's going on, just enjoy the day, enjoy the festivities, have a, a couple of drinks with some friends or some or family and uh, just really enjoy the day. Yeah, enjoy the day. But there are, there is a lot of money to be made. We will tell you how to do that. Uh, well, not by following along with your bet slip, but following along mine, you can make some money. Uh, Geelong taking on Sydney, of course, in the grand final. A dollar forty-seven favourites are the Catters. Two sixty-two outsiders are the Swans. The line for this game is twelve and a half, and the total game points uh, is a little bit further down because there's so many markets out there. So excuse the uh, little uh, stall there. Is one sixty-four and a half. So uh, they're contesting a, a quite a, a maybe. A low scoring game 164 is pretty low for, for a final But we know what happens in finals That normally the scoring dries up The weather's looking good tomorrow 17 Some sun uh, And it should be a cracking day uh, what, what are you already thinking in bets this way? Alright well I've, I've got my bets But my bets slip before that You did say how to make some money And probably a way to make some money Is a lot of the agencies I know Sportsbet do I know Neds do I know Lads do They've got every single player mm-hmm. In the over-unders source For disposals So some players that haven't been in there at all. And if you've noticed some trends through those players throughout, you think the grand final stage might get to them a little bit, their over-unders a little bit high and you see some value, that's where you can get an edge and can make some money. For the lesser-known players, if especially if you're a Geelong supporter or a Sydney supporter or you're mm-hmm. an avid AFL supporter and you follow along those players, you can have a look at some stats. Stay away from the, the averages. Don't just look at the average and then go, yep, I'm going to bet on the over-under. Look at the individual um, things because if someone's – Average is 21, but they got 35 disposals in a game source. That bumps their average up. So you just got to be be careful of that. Look at individual uh, things. See how they've gone in finals. See any part of history that you can to back up your 
and and go from there. And what what the AFL has provided in the grand final this week is because they're talking so much about how both teams are playing. If you're listening intently, you can see which players that that actually the game styles will favour. And exactly what you said, they just look at the averages and they've just literally put the averages in there. There's been big games or low games. There's opportunity to make some money in there for for sure. You've you've got to be careful about matchups. Like with Daniel Rich, he got 32 weeks ago. He got held to less than 20 disposals last week. So you, you think of a player like Jake Lloyd who takes kickouts. So if Geelong miss a lot and, and he plays on, takes the kickouts, goes on from there, uh, they use him across the back line. We know Geelong defend really well and they've got their, their set up behind the ball. So Sydney are going to be stagnant for parts of the game. So if Sydney don't rush and just kick long down the line, they're going to go sideways and backwards. And if you think that's going to happen, players like Mills, players like Lloyd, players like Parker – their disposals are going to bump up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you've just got to check your numbers. And, and I wouldn't put a bet on um, today on it unless you're doing it for a bit of fun or our bet slip here. But I, I'd look in the morning and, and just be be really aware of game styles and how you think the game is going to go. Yeah, and then that's that's what we said, like analyse the trends. And if you think you've got an edge, then take it. Like I think there, there are some disposals in there that they've, they've got wrong and I think it's a you can make some money on that. But uh, let's get into to how we think the game's going to play out and, and what our bets are. Uh, I know you're all over Sydney, so tell us why. Uh, because they're an interstate club and yeah. because <laughs> I don't want to have to stop this podcast because it will turn into a Geelong podcast when there's only one team to talk about. Uh, source because uh, you as a Geelong supporter you like to uh, you've stopped in the past six weeks or so when Geelong uh, have a chance to win the premiership I notice that you you tend to back off a little bit but when you know it's just up and about early season it's just oh there's I was at 18 teams oh sorry I was I was still talking about Geelong but uh, you go from there but no I, I think either side can win it I think Geelong have been the stronger side all year and watching them live uh, in that preliminary final just their, their structure behind the ball and the, the ability to stop Brisbane. When Brisbane were winning the centre clearances at the start of the game in the first five minutes, behind the ball and how they teamed up and worked, you had two on five or you had one on three. They, every single time. You had one guy just edging the guy under the ball legally and the other guy coming in taking an uncontested mark. And that's what they're going to try and do to Sydney. What I like about Sydney's forward line is they've got so many avenues and so many different things to happen. But he's going to be up. He's going to be up 60 metres out, 70 metres out. He's going to be turning. He's going to be trying to pick up the ball and trying to bomb that ball inside 50. You've got a couple of other marking options. You've got Tommy Papley. Imagine if Tommy Papley turns around and kicks a goal. He's, he's going to be up and about. You've got Isaac Heaney who can take a big mark. And that's why he's you know a $13 uh, favourite. Well, not favourite, but uh, in the top five favourites for the Norm Smith medal because he can turn a game on its head. So Sydney... And their forward line able to do that. You also need the McCartan brothers down the other end to stop Hawkins and Cameron. Mm-hmm. So you need to to work that intercept game and work Geelong's strength, which is everywhere, but their strength in the forward line against them. And they really need to shut down Tyson Stengel. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make about the the Geelong um, the avenues to goal because Sydney. They're not a team that, that really works from a traditional forward sort of sense. Yes, they've got Buddy, but a lot of their goals come from outside 50, those long bombs and you know those, those ones from outside 50 versus the midfielders as well. So it's going to be interesting because that has been Geelong's strength is being able to set up the intercept and get that game running. You know, they're the number one team in the, the league off um, turnovers. They're the number one team off uh, points off, off turnovers as well, so scoring shots. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they can combat that and how this style of play... Um, 
works against a team that doesn't really fall into that category. Sydney will have been analysing Geelong for not only this week, they were looking in the last couple of weeks the way that they're playing as well, which Geelong will do as well, but not playing back um, previously um, in round two makes a huge difference because both teams have really changed their style of football from then. Sydney are that real sort of run, bun and, you know, bash and crash and when they're up up and going, the goals come fast, they come quick and they come from everywhere. Uh, whereas Geelong's a little bit more calculated. I know last last week on Friday night it looked pretty um, pretty potent the way that they were moving that football and it was almost like a training they, drill. You, they you, had you, freedom. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to get that. You know, Sydney is the number one precious team in the league. They're going to really contest that ball and they're not going to have that movement to be able to free flow and allow the football to come up into, you know, the hands of Hawkins and Cameron and on the floor to Stengel like they uh, they previously would they normally had against some other teams. What, what Sydney can't afford to do if I'm still in the Sydney side here is they can't afford to give Geelong uncontested marks out of defence. Yep. So they can't let them work up the wing, hit one in the middle, hit one back out to the half-forward line, and then have an entry inside forward 50. That's what Brisbane did last week. And it, it was absolutely horrible for Brisbane or anyone going for Brisbane that night because Geelong just ate them up through the middle. Brisbane were trying to play a zone, and they were just leaving players... Out in the open, they were leaving way too much space. So Sydney need to close that space down and they need to pressure the, the ball getter. And the way you do that is you have the, you have Geelong, you force them to play on. You need to force them to yep. play on, you need to force them to make mistakes because if you don't force them to play on and they get uncontested marks, they beat you by 50 uncontested marks on the day, they'll win the grand final. Yeah, and, and Geelong's so good at doing that uh, straight out of defence. Like straight away, normally Tui or Stewart plays on straight away. I think his play on rate, uh, you know, Stewie over, uh, off coming out of the, uh, after a goal is like 92%. Straight away, boom, and then it's either a nice, nice kick up the ground, short kick, short kick, short kick, till the opening comes, and then boom, penetrate that middle. Or that long bomb kick, but he's, but, but he's already run on yeah. for 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. So you need to match up right from the word go and stop him from having that play on. And his kick, is you're not kicking into the 50 now. You're kicking up the, the centre wing. You run the run the, the, the fat side of the, the ground and, and then they're off, especially yeah. with Cameron and Hawkins coming up the ground. And we know that pull power you know that they have. What you want to do, because you have to stand the nine metres. And from the kicking, you've got to stand even further. So Tom Stewart, he'll try and run to 20, 25 yeah. out from goal and then kick at 75 out. out if they're doing the long kick. But what they should do is Sydney need to try and force the kick to the boundary first. Because mm-hmm. you force that kick to the boundary, the zone, if you go to the left side, well, the zone on the right, yeah. they move back. And it, it's, it's hard to kind of explain on, on, on a pod here, but you want Geelong kicking long down the line from the boundary line. Mm-hmm. You don't want that long kick coming straight out of the Tom Stewart's foot. Yeah from the uh, back goal square because it gives Geelong the advantage going forward with uh, Jeremy Cameron flying up or Blixarves or whoever is going to do it. So force them out wide and then force that long kick down the line from there. Yeah, it's, it's the way to do it. And uh, that's, that's what's scary about Sydney is that they are really uh, their number one pressure team in the league. So if any team's going to be able to do this, uh, it, it's probably Sydney and it's you know, the unknown of the matchup as well. Of, you know, it's been, what would you say, 100 and something days between since the last team's 183. Played. Very different uh, brands of football and there's not that whole uh, spectacle of uh, Buddy Franklin kicking a 1,000 goal in a 45-minute break. So that's a lot, Source, there about how Sydney can win and what they need to do to win and it's all about how they defend Geelong. What did Geelong need to do to win? What Geelong need to do to win is they need to get the ball into to the right players' hands. They need to play that ball into, um, you know, off that back line, exactly what you said. It's the total opposite of what you said because if Sydney are going to win, they need to stop Geelong doing that. Geelong win, they need to do that. The other thing, so that's the obvious answer. That's what they need to do. 
But if the game is you know, played like that and Sydney have the strategies to stop that, then Geelong need to adjust. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the big key with where Geelong hasn't had success in finals because Scott's willingness not to adjust and not to change the, the game plan. Don't get cute. Start Patrick Dangerfield in the middle. Get early touches, get the ball going, put Selwood in there, rotate Atkins through, and just control the pill. Because if you can control the pill against Sydney, you're going to have more, you know, it's obvious, you're going to have more forward entries. And I think our forward line is more dangerous um, compared to their defence. I think that they're, 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 if you can unleash Hawkins and Cameron and get the ball to ground with, you know, Myers and Stengel and Gary Rowan, there's enough firepower there to beat you in the forward line but they've got to get that midfield battle done and they've got to control the pill because we know Sydney accumulate the footy and if they accumulate the footy they're going to get multiple entries in they're going to get multiple opportunities to score and as, as you said before there's lots of weapons that Sydney can do to, to, to hurt you so they've got to control they've got to try that midfield battle yeah and yeah. adjust if they need to and I think they'll be able to get some uh, marks inside forward 50 if they're able to force Sydney that turnover and then double and triple team yep. players uh, on the wing or at centre-half back where they can get a Blixar flying up and, and taking the mark or a De Koning taking the mark and then quickly switching to the other side and then they'll have those uncontested marks to do. So I think that is that is an avenue for Geelong to win and we go from there thinking about all the different fans. We know there's more uh, footy fans for the clubs at preliminary final weekend but if you're able to get your hands on a grand final ticket and go to grand final day, it is something special. I know there's a lot of corporates, but it will be a packed house. There's Geelong. There's a lot of people coming down from Sydney that I've heard about um, in the in the group messages and things like that and, <laughs> and people all over tickets and, and coming down from Sydney without tickets as well, Source, just to try and get their hands on something and be part of something special. Because if your club's in the AFL grand final, you do anything you can to get your hands on a ticket. Exactly right. And, uh, and as you said, if you've been to a grand final, you know and you understand how exciting it is even when your team's not there. When your team is there, it's great. And if you got yourself on a, a ticket this uh, for, for tomorrow, enjoy the day. It's great. And, and don't even really worry about the punt too much when you're there. Just enjoy the spectacle of it. But uh, we do need to focus on the, some punts, Piz. So let's let's get into our bets. We haven't it. even gone through our bets. Haven't even gone through a, our bets That's just an analysis of the game. I know. Right? I know. It's exciting yeah. stuff. All right, I'll start things off. Uh, I've got a bet that I had from two weeks ago that I'll start off with. So two weeks ago, I put on uh, Geelong to win the flag at $3 because I said last week that I thought they got over Brisbane and you're basically getting yourself uh, a free hit at a $3 odd. So I've got 50 on um, Geelong, which I put on uh, a week and a half ago, uh, and $3 compared two, to... Two bucks. Two bucks, is it? Sorry. Yep. From the future, Sorry, two bucks uh, compared to one forty-seven. So I've, I've grabbed 50, 53 cents, which on is that what one. you spoke about when you put it on prelim final weekend. Yep. So that's there on your bet. That's, that's the first go. one done. Uh, the yep. second bet I've got, I've gone with goal scorers because uh, I don't think the traditional forwards generally stand up in finals. You know, it's very rare that you get big bags, and you know, obviously, if there's a, an absolute onslaught, then the team's going to get get a hold of it. But a lot of work goes into planning and stopping these forwards. So I've gone with uh, Gary Rowan to kick a goal. Isaac Smith to kick a goal and Tyson Dengel to get two. Uh, so I've multied all of those up, Pez, and I've put one of my bonuses from last week on it at six fifty. Okay, six fifty. Get him. Uh, is that just any any times? Any time goal scores. Okay. That's it. Yep. yep. Do you, you want to keep talking? I, I can go for it through a bet. I've got a, a little uh, cheeky same game multi. And what color is is it? There? Cheeky. Uh, we we've got a three plus Lego, and you know I am thinking all with who I want to win, which is. Obviously against Source and obviously on the Swans. So I've gone Sydney to win 1-39. to I don't think this game is going to be a blowout either way. Uh, so Sydney 1-39. to I've got Jake Lloyd 
We spoke about him before. 20 plus disposals. I think he'll take the kickouts. I think they'll they'll have to be held up at some in some stages from uh, the Geelong defence. And then I've got uh, Tom Hickey in there. I've put him in the disposals there, Source, under 15 and a half. So under 15 and a half, you get about $1.88 for him on uh, Ned's there. I've boosted this one and you can still, you're still eligible for the bonus back. $8.21, I've put two units on it just for a bit of fun. Don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. Oh, well, you, you, would hate that. Over you, would, you would hate that. That I would be yeah. heartbreaking if that one for I you. Would, I was just, just, just trying to <laughs> yeah. be positive with you, Piz. But I like your analysis of the, the under disposals for Hickey because. Oh, oh, I just think they don't want the ball in Hickey's hands. Nah. So you're on grand final day, the biggest, the biggest stage. Hickey's there to take intercept marks and he's there to uh, win hitouts. He, he's not there to receive handballs. He's not there to, you know, spot up a target ac- across the ground. You don't want the ball in his hands. You don't want Hickey making a decision for you going forward. So the only way he gets it, if he takes, what, eight intercept marks or something for the day. So I, I think it is much a higher percentage chance that he gets 15 or less disposals throughout the day and sits somewhere around 10 or 11. I bloody hope so. so well, that's the uh, that's the part of the event I really liked. I liked that part. <laughs> The rest was shit. Oh. Uh, I've gone with um, something similar in terms of the, the reasoning behind it. I'm glad that you mentioned Mark Blitzars before, him really being able to take those intercept marks. I think he plays a huge role tomorrow, not only because of uh, what you spoke about and then, you know, Sydney playing into Geelong's hands, but if something goes wrong, Mark Blitzars is a, a jack of, um, you know, what's the saying? Jack uh, of all trades. Jack of all trades. Uh, and I think he'll be the quick fix in there. And I think he's an easy adjustment. So I think if they need some sort of injection, they could possibly put him in there. I've got his disposals at 17 and a half. And when I did my metrics, he sits about 21, 22. Okay. So I think this is really, really short in there. He did have a couple of, 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 of rough weeks um, earlier when, like, you know, like last week he didn't get many disposals, but the ball wasn't down he, there. So he didn't need to do didn't anything. Didn't need to. So I've gone a three-league same game, Moldy, Geelong head-to-head, Mark Blitz us to get 15 disposals and then Mark Blitz us to get over 17 and a half. Multi that up. Uh, $2.50 and I put two units on that one. Clever. Just, multi just it together. Multi it together. Go from there. You keep going. Have a bit of fun. I've got I've got another one here. I'll, I, instead of going Sydney out right to win because uh, something tells me, you know, Geelong are a really good shot because they are a really good uh, team this season and they're, they're actually coached a lot better than they have been in, in previous seasons and they're actually cha- able to change in-game, which has been rare in the past seasons. So I think Geelong can win, but I, I don't want to bet on Geelong. So I've gone the $2 line at Neds, just put two units on it, Sydney plus 13 and a half, hoping that Sydney can just win and that can uh, that can get up for me there. And that's that's my second bet of the grand final. Yep, uh, this is my third and second last one. I've gone with, uh, uh, sent in from the fans, Finster, a great, great follow on Twitter. He's one of our... Uh, sh- Loves the show. Loves the show. Listens to us in bed, he reckons, every, every Thursday night. Yeah, in pitches tents. <laughs> yeah. Sex tents. Yeah, that's where the <laughs> sex tent. He, he would be loving that one. So uh, he sent us a, a in with a new a new betting company, uh, Boss Bet. Oh, you're kidding me. And so I've signed up, as you know that I would. That's how I win all my money promotions. Uh, Geelong to win and Joel Selwood. Now, we, we talked about him having a big game, so this needs to happen if, if Geelong are going to win, so, to have one disposal. Uh, at two dollars fifty, twenty five dollars. So that's a that's a great one. That so it's two fifty odds. It, it nearly is. It's ninety nine point nine percent a bet on Geelong to win the Geelong game. Geelong to win at two fifty. Love that. 
the only chance Selwood doesn't get a touch is, is if he, he gets knocked out before. Yeah, and the only way that's the, the only ball. way that's happening is he uh, gets sniped. Is he gets sniped or he runs into the banner? And the banner's a little bit too high, and he's not. Pay, he's got little Levi Ablett there, and he's not paying attention. That's no one's no one's doing an eighty nine nah, and coming in off nah, the square. Come on, that's not how footy's played anymore. You wouldn't be doing it to Joel Selwood. You anyway, wouldn't either. Would he's a legend of the game, and I hope I hope he gets a premiership to, to, as a as a captain because he hasn't had one as a captain. It would be really good. Interesting, interesting. You speak about that. So you've got a lot of players from ex clubs. And one of them, Patrick Dangerfield. Do you think the Adelaide fans are going for the Cats tomorrow and want Patrick Dangerfield to win a premiership? Or do you think they, they would actually be going for Sydney? I don't know. Like, uh, the way I am, when I see, uh, like, you know, a player playing for another side that used to play for Geelong, unless they left for ridiculous reasons, um, and in terms of, like, they, left, they left heat, I'm going I'm going for them. So, like, if I was an Adelaide they would never fan... Leave, they would never leave for money unless you're, you're Gary Ablett. Because yeah, not, they, well, you wouldn't they go, own estates and yeah, pubs anyway. You wouldn't go to Geelong for money anyway, but, like... <laughs> Because um, you know we're, we're a nice, honest football club. We don't we don't pay for, for money. We just pay. In, uh, if, you're, if you're into investments and fishing, come 15, down. Fifteen years time, <laughs> if you win the premiership, you'll get it stripped yeah. in fifteen years because you'll, they'll be like, hey, oh, wait a second, how do all these retirees? How do they own all of Geelong? Well, what, what the hell happened? I mean, you know, just a little bit of sidetrack. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, just see, they, they definitely do pay money because Jeremy Cameron's got some deep pockets. He was he was brag. Did you hear about his interview? He walked into to Lambie's, which is a very famous place oh, in Geelong. Yep. You know, it's run, run by um, Cameron Ling, and, and it's a cash only place, right? Which is already dodgy. So they don't do any. Um, they don't do any uh, ATM. Where the ba- AFL Grand Final tomorrow is yep. a cashless place. Cashless. You have to take your card. So if you didn't know that source, oh. no cash tomorrow. Are they grand? Are they grand, AFL Grand Final? Yeah. I haven't used cash in. <laughs> Neither have I. But <laughs> just in case, years. just in case someone's listening, and they're like, "Oh, I've pulled out." <laughs> Remember back in the day, I'll pull, I out, pull out 200 bucks that, That's all I can spend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, best of like uh, investing. Uh, anyway, so he's gone in there, and uh, one of the young blokes, he goes, "Oh, go, go get me a beer." And he hands over his card, and they're like, "Jez, it's 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 cash only. Like you, you can't do it." And he goes, "Oh, well, he goes, I'll take that." And he walked up there, and he apparently put the the car on the on the bar and said, "Well, if you, you won't let me pay with my card, I'll just buy the place." A <laughs> 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 couple of free pots. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, well. That just proves the points that they've got some money. But I'm glad you brought up Joel Selwood and him winning as a skipper because it would be great. Did you know? Well, you brought it up. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> if he wins tomorrow, did you realise that he will uh, become a new leader in finals wins? He'll um, so he's that'll be his twenty third win in finals. St Kilda. He passes St Kilda as a football club. Only won the twenty two, mate. In yep. hundred hundred twenty four seasons, he did it in sixteen. I just thought I'd just fantastic. Well, you, you we wanted to bring up St Kilda in this podcast, so I thought I'd cheer, cheer the red and the white. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to uh, a little bit more fun stuff. I've got uh, my um, cheeky for this one, and it's just a twenty five dollar bonus bet with uh, for 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 the Norm Smith Medal. I don't like betting the Norm Smith Medal prior. I think you can make a lot of money betting live. live. Yes, um, if you if you start to watch the game and it, the, the the favorites stay favorites for a long time. Oh, I got screwed over all um, in twenty sixteen. So it's horrible. I've gone with uh, Jezza Cameron. I think that there's been so much talk about him this week and how powerful he is. He only needs to get sixteen or seventeen disposals, have a couple of snags, and he is right in the the wheelhouse for that award, especially if Geelong win. Uh, the other thing is that Geelong don't have a lot of accumulators. 
Like Cameron Guthrie probably can get you maybe 30 on a good day, but most of the time he averages about 27. Mitch Duncan sits about 22. Joel Salwood, as we said, sitting probably about 20. So there's a good chance that he, you know, he's noticed by the umpires that the, the, they love him. They love him, the media. And he kicks a couple of uh, snags there and uh, he could, uh, nice little $9 that one is. New, new name for him as well. Instead of Jezza Cameron, Norm. Norm. Normie Cameron. Norman Cameron. Who, who was that? Was that Stevie, Stevie J? Stevie J. Stevie J used to go the to coffee the, the coffee vans. <laughs> he'd go over there and then he would um, go there and order his coffee and be like, oh, just a coffee, please. You have no name. And he'd say Norm. And then he would just sit there and wait and they'd be like, Norm, Norm. And then he'd be like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and they'd everyone be like, what? And he's like, Norm Smith Miller. <laughs> if he has to explain it, that's no good. No, you've you got to explain it. I reckon that's what oh, actually no. rubs the salt in. All right. Now, I don't like it either, but just a cheeky. You're going to press the wrong button. Cheeky. <laughs> Just a cheeky 10. And if I'm thinking Sydney are going to win, one man that needs to have a big day if they're going to win is our man, Isaac Heaney, a show favourite. He's paying 13 bucks over at Ned's. I've put a cheeky uh, zero, what's it, 0. 0.4 units on him. Just to win it. I don't want to, you know, go overboard or anything. So Isaac Heaney, I'll be going for him tomorrow. I will be having Sportsbet open, which is the best place to go for looking for live odds. If you want to bet with someone else, that's fine. Yeah, but they're easy to do. They're as well. also easy to bet with um, for for live betting. Uh, so there we go. That's all my bets for the grand final at the moment. I'm also going to try and put on who were those two players that you said before, Lloyd versus Dangerfield. Lloyd versus Dangerfield. I want to put. Two units on Lloyd, if I can, I'll add it to my bet slip. No, if I can't, you've it already won't be there. admitted to everyone you're banned, so you can't. So don't, don't you piss <laughs> off. You've, I've been banned for many, many years, and I still manage to get things on. And I will find a way um, straight after stop, we finish stop recording. Stop your finger at me like I'm, I'm the betting very aggressive because <laughs> you are very aggressive. I'm angry at Moneyball because there's no reason for me to be banned because you've made so many units this year off, <laughs> off Moneyball. Just Moneyball. I hardly even bet with them. And just source source anyway. ball. That's what it is. They're, source sharing, ball. they're sharing data between agencies, I reckon. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's unlike a betting agency. But yeah. it, it, it's 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 going to be a great day tomorrow. Um, it's a shame that we wasn't able to put on a bet on how big the crowd was, because that's normally a fun bet to put on. Yeah, usually we put on that over ninety nine thousand. We always put the over. Always, always yeah. put the over. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. They'll be packed to the rafters. You're counting them in the stand. Uh, actually, you think over hundred tomorrow? Yeah, first first one back in Melbourne. I think over hundred as well. Yeah, uh, even reckon, though it's an interstate, everyone gets in there. Well, there's no no, no, Mel- there's no Melbourne teams in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, why is it played at the MCG? Why isn't it played down at Alphabet Stadium? I thought they were going to play it in Perth. <laughs> I thought that's where they were going to go. I, I heard um, Mars Stadium down in Ballarat. It is, uh, it'd be a oh. nice day down there tomorrow, a little bit windy. They're going to go to the, the new uh, stadium being built in Tassie. I think that's where they're going to play it there. Oh, okay. Yep. Be nice. <laughs> Jeez, we talk some shit towards we the end do. of the pod. But I tell you what, enjoy, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. Enjoy grand final day. Uh, this year has been a blast. Are we doing a, a post-show win or loss source? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, maybe... Um, Probably two weeks after because that's when I'll be sober after the celebrations for Geelong winning another premiership. And if, if, you, if there's a loss there... Yeah, we quit. <laughs> no, there's, there's nah, pot over. No, pot over. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you because uh, I know you enjoy this quality time. Oh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll try and uh, wrap up the season and, and maybe even a bit of season over as well to, yeah. because... Season over. We, yeah. could, we could look at some betting strategies in the off-season as well, how to make some money in some other sports. Uh, We've got some ideas. Yeah, we'll be looking at MLB. There's uh, some content over the summer for, for everyone. We enjoy say, Grand we'll, Final we'll say Day. this every year and then we don't do a podcast till yeah, don't, three don't days before. <laughs> enjoy Grand Final Day. Have have a great one. Uh, I'm, I've been Pez. Peace out. I'm still Sauce. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Well, that's not my exit, is it? We'll you got ca- to say go cats or something. I'm, I'm nervous. So Count the swans. All right. I'm still Sauce. We'll catch up next time. Go catters. And if you're having a punt, as always, bet responsibly.